Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast, where we're committed to helping you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Let's get to today's message. Well, good morning and welcome to Simple Church. Uh, It's great to see you here either on our online campus or on Facebook. Um, Always a pleasure to virtually see all of you there. Um, If you are there, I would encourage you to participate in in the chat thread. Just say hello, give out an amen if you hear something you like, thumbs up, thumbs down if there's something that you don't like. Actually, if there's something that you don't like, just like keep that to yourselves. Um, Save that stuff for Aaron next week. Uh, But but this morning, welcome to our online campus. My name is Tim Toole. I'm the associate pastor here, and we are wrapping up our series called Close Encounters of the God Kind. But first thing I just want to share with you, if, if you have not seen uh, a video that had been popped up on our Simple Church Facebook page by Pastor Aaron um, this last week, it is our Simple Church State of the Simple Church uh, video. And I would highly encourage you to go check that out. Uh, there is a, uh, a, a form there to fill out to let us know where you're at when it comes to coming back to church. And it's just a, it's just a short video that, that has Aaron sharing with you what's going on, what's been going on the last six months and our vision for the next six months. I would highly encourage you to check that out. Uh, but, but right now, we're just going to jump right into this, to, to this message today and, uh, and look at the, the last element that we want to bring you when it comes to close encounters of the God kind. Now, as pastors, I want you to know that you know, our desire for you is not just to have church experiences. And, and really, right now, traditional church experiences are kind of few and far between with the pandemic situation going on, with, with people staying at home, with, with churches closed, with simple church not meeting as, as, a, as, as a gathering on a Sunday morning. And but but beyond those church experiences that you might be missing right now, that doesn't mean that you'd be, you should be missing out on God experiences, that, that we desire for you to have as many God encounters as possible in your daily life. Because you know, God, our God is not just a God to be understood, he is a God to be experienced. Now, as pastors, we can counsel and then we can teach and give you opportunities to take steps and grow. But but ultimately, it comes down to your relationship with God uh, for those God experiences, for those God encounters to play out. So let's take into consideration the 21 days of prayer that we just wrapped up. That, 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 that my guess is that some of you did have some God encounters, some God experiences. And, and those experiences weren't just because Simple Church had, had a first 15 in the morning that we, that we fed that to you, that we were popping stuff on, on Facebook, that you were seeing messages, that, that you were just, we were, you were getting peppered with, with things from, from Simple Church, but, but because you participated in the process, that you invested in your relationship with God through prayer and fasting. And over the last three weeks, we've been looking at different, different places in scripture that God encounters people. Um, but understand that, that those people had a, a role in it. It wasn't just a one-sided thing that, 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 that we participate in, in those experiences as well. So week one, Aaron was talking about WrestleMania, that we, were, that we wrestle with who we've become and who we're supposed to be. We wrestle with our past, we wrestle with our secrets, and, 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 that, and that we know that ultimately brokenness precedes breakthrough, that God desires our humility to be, to be up front, and there is where he steps in. In week two, Aaron brought us mirror, mirror, where, where we realized that all of us have issues with our identity and insecurities um, because we've let others define who we are instead of, instead of God, that, that God deals with our identity. 
And last week, Aaron brought it to us, no pain, no gain, that, that God moves in our pain, that, that often in our pain, we run from him, that we go the opposite direction. But we know that we can get close to God and some of the most intense God experiences, the most intense God encounters happen in our times of pain. And today, as we wrap up the series, we're going to look at like a one other step, one significant uh, a- a experience, a behavior that, that can be in us that, that gets God's attention more than anything else. So this morning, let's begin looking at John 4.23. John 4.23 says this. This is Jesus speaking. Yet a time is coming and now it, and has now come when the true worshipers, the true worshipers, that means there, there are a certain type of worshiper that Jesus calls a true worshiper, which means there could probably be some false worshipers, um, that these true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit. And, and this word, the spirit, is, is, like, is, is not just like this this non-moving thing that it, it, it means a breath. Uh, it's got, it, it's got active motion to it, that it's something significant moving, that, that these true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. These are the type of worshipers that God is looking for. So here's a word of encouragement for you this morning. As you are trying to find God, as you are seeking him out, he's also seeking you. Second Chronicles says that the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So when it, when it comes to Christians, when it comes to believers, God is attracted to and looking for certain things in a worshiper. He is looking for those whose heart and soul and passion and energy are directed towards him. He's seeking those that are, that are all in seeking for him. So some of you might be just like trying out God, that, that you're giving a test run just to see if it's, he's, he's kind of worth going after. Try a little bit here, try a little bit there. You dip your toe in to test it out. But, but, the, but the, seeking, the seeking is not really intentional or serious, that, that because of that, it's probably not going to be that successful. Surely you're not going to have an experience that's going to be transforming. You'll, you'll have a lack of an encounter. You, you just need to skip the toe dipping and jump right in. Because trying God is, is not exactly the same as trying to find God. And here's the takeaway for the morning. If you can't find God, worship him. He will find you. If you can't find God, worship him. He will find you. He will show up in your life. And when you worship him the way that he wants you to worship him, he'll probably show up like never before. Hebrews eleven sixteen says this. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Not just come to religion, not just come to a church building, but come to God and believe that he exists and that he is alive. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He will reward those who earnestly seek him. What, is, what does earnestly mean? It means that, that, that you're sincere, that there's some intense conviction going after him, that, that it's serious, not, not with timidity, not with hesitation, but, but an all-in going for it. Now let's go back to John 4.23. Jesus uses this word for worship that falls in line with this earnest seeking that God's asking for. Jesus uses the, work, the Greek word proskuneo. I probably said that wrong. I'm going to say it wrong a number of other times, but... This Greek word translates into English as to kiss, but not just any kiss. It's defined as to kiss 
like a dog licks his master's hand. Seriously. Strong's Concordance has that definition there, like a dog licks his master's hand. So let's play that picture out a little bit further. I am not a dog person, but I know a lot of friends that are dog people, that, that, that they have dogs. And you see the videos online of, of dogs and their owners. And, and, and dogs have this freakish anticipation for their owners that when, when their owner has gone away to work, they're coming home, the dog kind of like knows and he's waiting at the door and, and he knows that the time is right and he's getting a little bit more excited. And, and then he hears the, the car pull into the driveway and he gets even a little more excited and, and he opens up the door and the dog freaks out and the dog's just all over him, licking, 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 licking. That's proscadeo. That, that is, that is what, that's what this definition is, is drawing out here. Now, I'm a cat person. Cats do not deliver proscaneo. They demand proscaneo. And even then, only when they want it. That, that they demand, their demands are on their terms. They're extremely fickle, but they're gonna call you to them. Odds are I'm the one who delivers proscaneo to them. But dogs, dogs earnestly worship their owners with love and excitement and all of their energy. And that's what the father is seeking. Proscaneo. He's seeking true worship. He's looking for people that respond to him like that. He loves that. But how do most of us respond to God? How, how do you respond to God? And instead of responding like dogs who are just going to run at him with, with freakish passion and energy, we respond like cats. Hey God, I'm over here. You come to me. How about you make me love you? You, you move because I'm not gonna. Now, now, both of those might seem like kind of extremes, but, but, but listen, of those two, God is attracted to the dog. God is attracted to passionate worship. He is attracted to people earnestly seeking after him. And what's, what's beautiful is that, is that when you do, when I draw near to God, when I am earnestly seeking after him, my, ref, when my, my life reflects that, that, that true worship and seeking after him. He, he draws near to me and, and my life is different. My life is different. So, so let's look at a couple of stories in the Bible of worship and, and how it played out for them. First, we're gonna look in Second Chronicles and there was this king of Judah whose name was Jehoshaphat. He's surrounded, in this part of the story, he's surrounded by a, a large army. He's intimidated and afraid. He's super discouraged and he's saying that God's nowhere to be found. And, and that there are just no good God encounters. You know that feeling, don't you? You, know, you might not be surrounded by a raiding party getting ready to, to, to come into your house, but, but, but I'm assuming that some of us have, have felt that overwhelmed, beaten down and discouraged feeling that, and, and that you feel like everything is against you and you're not quite sure where God is, like, that, that, that he's just not here, he's not gonna help. So let's look at what happens in Second Chronicles. Then the spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, not Jehoshaphat, not the king, but this other dude, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite. Now Levites were the worshipers. They were the priests, probably like that, the, the, the worship team. And a descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly, he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is the worship leader challenging the king. Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, 
So, so where is this guy getting his, his boldness from, this energy, this passion from? It's, it's because he's a worshiper. He's looking at the same army as the king, but he is a worshiper, so he sees it from a different perspective. For the battle is not yours, but God's. So and it continues on. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. The worship leader challenged him, and the king's mood shifted. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing. They're getting ready to fight. The army's, the, the army's all set and ready to go. And he pulls the guys with the weapons from the front and brings them to the back and replaces them with the worship team. SC worship team, are you ready? They places the worship team up front. And then the other army is looking at them all ready to fight and thinking, well, what's, what's going on? We got this worship team coming at us. This is how they fight battles? It is how they fought this battle. So Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing, to sing to the Lord, and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. God showed up. Jehoshaphat and his army worshipped, and God showed up. It got the attention of God and it worked in their lives in significant ways. It will in yours as well. So let's look at another story with King David. David's, David was out with his army and, he, and he's for some time and he's headed back home now. And, and we see this in 1 Samuel. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. Ever had a day like that? Well, again, probably not exactly like that. Hopefully none of you have had your family taken away from, from your home as you were out at work. But I'm going to guess that, that there's still some, some moments that you've had where, where something was, was taken away from you. Maybe it was a person. Maybe, maybe a, a family member or a friend passed away. Maybe, maybe you lost a job. Maybe there's just, just something significant that was taken away from you. Maybe you screwed up at some point and made a life-altering decision that impacted not just you, but, but those around you. What, do you. what do you think about? How do you respond? As the story continues, we see two types of responses to the trauma of this scene. Here we go. David was now in great danger because all of his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then he said to Abiathar the priest, bring me the ephod. Now the ephod is, is always a symbol of worship in scripture. It was a robe you put on in order to be a worshiper. It was, it was the worship robe. robe. David chose the path of worship and the power that came in it. His men were getting ready to choose the below the line behavior of stoning him and, and, and killing him. That they were, going to, they were going to bow to the bitterness. But David chose the above the line response of worship. How do you respond in those, in those scenarios? I would love to say that in all of those, all of those, those horrible scenarios in my life that I respond just like David did, that I pop on a robe and I go on to worship. Um, but, but that's not my default. And my past patterns aren't always like that. But, but we know we've got this God who's, who is, who desires for us to move in that direction, that, who desires to for us to, to look beyond the situation 
to look at him and to worship him, to, to, to go to him, to, to lick his hand like, like we were the dog and he was the master. But, but really, I probably trend more to the, the default of a cat behavior. Bitter, bitter and distant, because we know most cats are bitter and distant. David chose well. David chose well, and, and, and we get to hear how that impacted him and his life. That, that if, if you read through Psalms, we've got these beautiful stories and poems and prayers of, of, of the struggles that David was having and how he shifted his focus to worshiping God. And, and the difference that that makes. I would, I would highly encourage you that, that, that if you're struggling right now to read through some of the Psalms, to, to better understand not only how to worship, but, but how to, to see how God shows up in your worship. I would highly encourage you to check that out. And we'll go to a third story. This one's out of the New Testament in the book of Acts. Paul and Silas had just cast demons out of this, this woman. She had this occupation of fortune telling and the demon was doing the fortune telling and she, was, she had been trafficked by somebody and, and once the demons got cast out of her, now she doesn't have her talent anymore. And, and the person who was her, her fortune telling pimp um, wasn't really too pleased with this anymore. So he's kind of mad and this is how this plays out. Acts 16, 22 through 26. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape, so the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Great day for them, ain't it? Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. So in this scenario, not only does the, the worship that Paul and Silas take, take part in, that, that they're, lift, they're, they're lifting up their worship, they're lifting up their love, their praise to God, not only does it impact those two, but it impacts everybody else around them. Their worship benefits those around them as well. When you worship the way that God desires, when he shows up, guess what? He's probably not going to show up just for you. That he's going to make himself known all around as well. When you worship God in the way that he desires, in a way that he is seeking, um, not only may you have a God encounter, but others can be influenced and, and encouraged by that as well. That, that passion and energy and, and, and spirit rubs off on others, giving them a, a taste of what a, a God encounter can be like. So then we just go back to this. If you can't find God, worship him. He will find you. He will find you. So what I hope to show you through the rest of this message is this. God is playing a game of hide and seek with you. Yep, hide and seek. But not like, not like a, 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 an older kid version of hide and seek where you really don't want to be caught. This is more of like hide and seek that, that, a, that a dad plays with his little kid, his little toddler kid. That, that the goal is not really to hide for good hide and 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 the and the goal in seeking is not just so that you won't be yet but but when a when a when a father and son play hide and seek there's there's anticipation there's there's excitement there's 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 joy in the finding that that when I hide behind a curtain I know I'm not hiding really really well but because really what I want is my boy to discover me 
And, and my boy is, is getting ready to come find me because he's got anticipation and excitement to, to find me. And, and when he does find me, it's not like, oh, you found me. That, 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 that there's just like this, this excitement clashing together when, when hide and seek plays out. And, and this, is, this is, I believe, is what God is looking for when, when he's playing hide and seek with us. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29 says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And, and the opposite would be this, you will seek me and not find me because you didn't put all your effort into it. The message version says this, when you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious, about finding me and want it more than anything else. God isn't hiding hard, but he is hiding with anticipation and expectation for us to be seriously seeking him with anticipation and expectation as well. This is, this is why we need to go all in. We need to go all in with God. You, you, can't, you can do the try it out version, but, but you're not gonna like it. And, and guess what? God's not attracted to it either. There's a, a certain level of energy and passion and sincerity that if, that if you jump in and start seeking after him, that, that he'll be found in, and you'll love what you find because he loves what he'll find. And, and that seeking can be launched with worship. So what is worship? This is what Jesus teaches us that worship is. We may, we may tend to think that worship is just singing a song in, in, in a congregation that we, that we have to, for us to, to truly worship, we gotta be on a Sunday morning uh, with a group of people, with a worship team up on stage, and that allows me to have my coffee and my hands in my pocket, and I can be worshiping because you know I'm singing the song, at least whispering the song. You know, it's coming, my, lip, my, my lips are moving probably because the words are up there and I don't have to think about it too much. But, but if that's what we think worship is, we've got it totally and completely wrong. This is, this, is, this is what Jesus teaches us the, that worship is. Um, it, this is the, the, a proskuneo type of worship. The, the kiss, the dog licking his master's hand is re reflection of worship. And, and it plays out in the word love. So in Mark 12, 28, Jesus is, is, is speaking here. So one of the teachers of the law came and heard him debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, this is, this is the most important thing, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God. How, how do we love him? With all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Worshiping God is loving God, but not just with our lip service, not just with, with, with rote tradition or, or going through the motions, but but Jesus lays out these expectations. He states the how to love God. First is this, love God with all your heart and soul. Love God with all your heart and soul. That means, that means I should be worshiping God by expressing my affection to God. God is, is just like everyone else that you try to love, that, that, that they want it to be felt, that it can't just be a word, that, that it needs to be felt, it needs to be seen, it needs to be expressed. Paul and Silas expressed their love of God by, by singing while in prison. And I'm going to guess that it was probably more than just like, you know, going through the words and singing. There was probably some passion and energy in, in those songs. 
And Luke, an outcast woman, expressed her love and worship by, of God by, by pouring out an alabaster jar of perfume onto Jesus' feet. That, that this was probably of, of high value. And what she did with, with her love for him was to sacrifice something of, of huge value for, for something that she valued more. In Luke 22, Jesus was praying to go, preparing to go to the cross and probably expressed the most amazing statement and act of, of worship and love everyone. He said, not my will, but yours be done. That that, that moment, that, that statement, that not just not just the words, but the, the belief and the action that came through that was was an act of complete and total surrender of, of him for, for the Father. How do you love God? How can you love God? How do you worship God with all your heart and soul? Pop up in the thread if you've got some different ways that, that, you, that you do it. Do you pour out perfume on, on, onto the floor in, in love of Jesus? I'm guessing that not most of us do. It's, it's a different kind of custom right now. But, but, but my guess is that you guys have, have some, some different ways that you love God. Pop that up in the thread if, if you've got something that you want to share. Because a, a great idea is a great idea and others might jump on. But, but you can love God with all your heart and your soul. And, and these next two might help help you in discovering other ways that, that you can love God with all your heart and all your soul as they play out in these other avenues. So love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and with all your mind. This is, this is I worship God by focusing my attention on him. How do we do that? So, so this 21 days of prayer and fasting, we, we as Simple Church offered you up the opportunity to, to, to put your first 15 minutes of your day as a focus on God, that you focus your attention on him for that first 15 minutes. What kind of difference does that make for you? To put him first right off the bat, even if just for a few minutes, God loves it when he is on our minds. He loves it when he is on our minds. What kind of impact does it have on you when, when, somebody, when, when you know somebody's got you on their mind, that they've been thinking about you or praying for you? That, that they told a great story about you. When you get a text or a call or a note from someone out of the blue, it is awesome. It's awesome. It's encouraging. It, it, it makes you feel loved. You know that you're loved. God desires the same. God desires the same for, for him, from you. That, that he, wants, he wants to be on your mind. He wants to know you're on his mind. He wants it. Philippians 4.8 says this, Finally, brothers and sister, what are, sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This, this, this falls right in line because, because God makes all those beautiful, admirable, excellent, pure things. And, and when we think of those things in light of him, we're thinking of him. And, and that is worship. And he loves that. He loves that. So what's the next step for you to be loving God with all your mind? What do you think about most? Do you, do you need to swap out something that is like mental junk food for, for something that is lovely and admirable and excellent? Admirable and excellent? You know, this, this 21 days of, of prayer and fasting has been challenging me to, to think about, so, so mentally I consume all of this stuff here that is literally just junk food. It's just, it's just potato chips and candy. And, and I don't want to be eating potato chips and candy because it doesn't make me feel good. Physically, it doesn't make me feel good. Mentally, when I cons am consuming that junk food, it doesn't make me feel good. And, and it takes me away from focusing on, on the one that I'm supposed to be. And, and when my, my mind shifts there, 
this stuff starts to go away. Or when my mind shifts here, he allows me to put this in a right perspective. Think about what you think about and shift it to what God wants you to think about because that is love and worship to him. That is loving him with all of our mind. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. How do I worship God with all my strength? That means I'm worshiping God by using my abilities for God. This morning, I'm using my abilities for God by delivering the sermon. Derek over here is, is worshiping God using his abilities to record the sermon. Kids, men, people were, 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 were sharing theirs this morning as well by sharing their abilities um, by, by doing the kids, men. Our holiday hope team. So our holiday hope team, I'm going to toot some horns for our holiday hope team that, that served 100 and over 110 kids this, this past Christmas, providing their, them and their families Christmas gifts. That, that, and that team, that, that Erica, that she was using her abilities to, to worship God by organizing the thing in the first place, that she took his vision that he gave her and ran with it. Caitlin used her abilities to, to help with, with, with the, the administration aspect of it. We had people that were delivering, delivering gifts. So it was Laura and Andrea and Angela and Kalisa and, and, and Aaron and Shanda and Aiden and, and others as well, that, that all these people were using their abilities to worship God through their abilities. That, and so, so we've got, so this past week was our Thursday night, uh, our third Thursday, where we have our leadership, leadership uh, lesson Check them out. They're pre, they're recorded, and you can find them uh, on somewhere out there. But what's cool about that is that every Thursday, every third Thursday, uh, a dream teamer is highlighted for for them who who have served significantly well, people that have served well, uh, sacrificed well, and and we just want to spotlight those dream team people. And what what's cool is that that it's never just like who are we gonna do? I don't I don't know. Who, I don't know who we're going to nominate. There's just nobody out there. There's always multiple names and not just names being thrown out there, but the stories of, of how they've served, how they've been a blessing and, and how they've sacrificed for, for the simple church community. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very cool thing um, that, that they're, they're using their strengths and abilities. And, and, if, and if you don't know what those are, if you don't know what your strengths or gifts or abilities are, then you probably haven't gone through Growth Track. And I would highly encourage you to sign up for Growth Track and, and go through Growth Track to find out what your strengths, abilities, and, and, and talents are that, that can be used for the kingdom. But, but I also want you to hear this very, very clearly. Do not put a limit on loving God with all your strength and abilities when, if it's just focused on simple church activities. That, that, it's, that it's not, they're not just geared for official church activities. I, I believe that there's a disconnect when we think that, when we think or believe that for us to be effective, we have to, we have to be a, a, a church leader. We have to have a title. We have to have a position that, that or that, that we need to chuck everything from the world and become a missionary, a full-time missionary, or, or that we need to be full, fully employed by the church. And that, that's the only way that, that you can be an effective disciple. That's the only way uh, that you can love God with your strengths and abilities. And, and to that, I say, that's just insane. That is just insane that the world needs believers that are loving God through their strength and abilities uh, to be doing that in the world. 
that they that they that God does not want to keep it regulated to just this small church bubble that 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 Jesus is Lord over all things. He's Lord over all things. And he has placed you in, in a position, in a location, in a community that, that, that your gifts and talents and abilities are, are geared to, to serve your community and love him. That, 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 it, that it's not just church events. We want you to participate in church events. We love volunteers and your dream teamers in church events. But, but ultimately, um, you're, you're equipped for a whole lot more. You're equipped for a whole lot more. So, so don't think that just because you're not serving in a church context that, that you can't love God with all your strength and abilities. Colossians 3 says this, whatever you do, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Whatever you do. So that means, so that means when, you, when you're at work, you, you can be serving God, loving God, worshiping God through, through your strengths and abilities that, that, uh, you 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 live and walk and speak a certain way, not just uh, not just so you don't get in trouble, but but again with the thinking process, the thought process that this is who I'm doing it for. I'm do, I'm doing it for him. I'm doing it because I love him. I'm doing it because I worship him, and 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 see how God shows up. I love hearing the stories of how how people have have walked strong in their faith in their work environment and seen God bless them in one way or another. It's a beautiful thing. So, so do you have gifts or talents that can play out as, as love and worship to God and, and also make a difference in the lives of others? The answer to that is clearly yes. You, you might be saying, I don't know. You might be saying, no, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Uh, those are the wrong answers. The answer is yes. Yes, you do. Each and every believer has gifts and talents that, that can play out as love and worship to God and also make a difference in the lives of others. You just may not have discovered it yet. You just may not have discovered it yet. God, God may be holding on to that revelation, waiting for you to start playing the game of hide and seek a little bit more intently. God may be holding on to that reality, waiting for you to become more like a dog and less like a cat when it comes to worship. There's, there's a, part, a part of God that, that you have not discovered yet. And, and, and you won't discover it until you realize you need to go all in. And when you do, you will surely have more close encounters with God. So what if this is the year that, that you decide to, to seek after him with all your heart? And, and what if that seeking starts first with worship, with your heart and soul and mind and strength? I'm confident that, that you will not only find him, but he's going to find you. And you'll have one encounter and then another encounter. And your worship will grow and and the passion and energy for, for chasing after the hand of the master will, will be more intense that, 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 that these are the steps that you can take. And, and my encouragement to you is, is that you do, that you take those steps and, and see what God has got in store for you. And then share it with others because others need to hear this as well. Others want to hear from you the God, the God encounters that you have. They want to hear it. All your heart, all your mind, all your strength, you can do it, Simple Church. So I'm going to close this out in prayer here. Um, and let's go to that. So Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for, I thank you for you. 
I, I, I thank you for you. I thank you for your son. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for how, uh, how, how you are looking for me with eager anticipation, waiting to pop out and say, there you are, I've been waiting for you. Father, I pray that you give, that you give me and you give every, everybody that's, that's listening to this, uh, the, the drive, the desire, the will to, to seek after you, not like a cat does, but, but more like a dog does as he's waiting for his owner to pop in, that you, that you, you plant in us the, the anticipation and expectation of, of finding you and the work that you will do in our lives, Father. I just, I just, uh, I love you. I praise you. We lift this all up to you, Father. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, for some of you, some of you may, you may be like, I've, I, I have no clue what you're talking about. It sounds really cool. I, I think I'm, I think I'm ready to, to dip my toe in. Don't dip your toe in. Just jump on in. And, and the way that you can jump on in is, is confessing and believing that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. You do not need to know the whole Bible to, to come to a logical conclusion that, that He is Lord and Savior. That, 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 it, that if, you're feeling a tug, if you're feeling a tug in your heart, if you're t feeling a tug in your mind, it's, it's probably the Holy Spirit saying, come this way. That this is the first step of, of winning in hide and seek, that, 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 that you can find Him right now. You can find Him right now and start that relationship uh, with him to, to continue on the, the hide and seek uh, game that, that he wants to play with you. And, and that, can start, that can start right now. I'm gonna say a prayer. There's nothing magic in the prayer, but it's an opportunity for you to, to confess and believe, just to make the statement out loud if, 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 if you want, in your heart if you want. It, it doesn't really matter, just confess and believe. So follow me in that prayer. Dear God, I'm, I'm not going to dip my toe in. This is, this is me jumping in. This morning, I confess that Jesus is Lord and Savior. And I'm grateful that he's found me. And I'm grateful that I've found him. Please let this be the first day of hide and seek. And, and show, me, show me your face each and every day here on out. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If that's you, if that was you that, that, that said that prayer for the first time, if that was you that, that confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, know that we are partying with you and, 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 and cheering you on. And if you want to hit the tab on there, up on the, the campus that says thumbs up, I'm one of them, please do let us know. Fill out a connect card at the, at the end of service. There's a digital connect card that that'll allow us to, to hear more of your story, to, to know that you were here, to know that you've started this process. And, and, it, and even if you're not new to this process, if you've got prayer requests or, or if you're looking to find more information on baptism or growth track, please fill out that digital connect card and get connected with us. We, we desire for you to, to be in a community, to be in a body that, that this, guy, this game of hide and seek with God is, is not meant to be done on your own. This is a team sport. This is totally a team sport. On your own, it's, it's really kind of hard, but, but we can get you connected in, in grow groups and growth track and in serving. We want you to participate. We desperately want you to participate. And then as we close out, we're also I'm up on the screen, it's gonna come up our offering that, that uh, Simple Church is taking our offering now, that there's three different ways that you can do it. I can't remember what they are, but I'm sure they're like right here somewhere. Um, but, but know that, that uh, even though we are not meeting in a building, 
there are still financial needs. And not only do the financial needs uh, impact Simple Church as, as an institution, but we also, that the, the giving impacts ministries and missions that we support outside of Simple Church. So as you continue to faithfully give, which would be loving God with, with all your strength and abilities, because that's, that's part of it, um, that, that you're making a difference in the world around us. And, and we love that you participate with that as well. Okie doke. On that note, have a great week, Simple Church. Aaron will be back next week.